It has been a hot minute. It has, as been. you said. I did say that. It's, it's a hot minute. I since picked that up had... from the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that cool to say. Not when you're my age anymore. I don't think so. Yeah, but it has been a long time since we have had a podcast. Mm-hmm. Pastor Jeremy and Pastor Craig here, your hosts of the Please Don't Fire Me podcast. Mm-hmm. I guess if we were being uh, performance reviewed, we'd be like, uh, what's with the vacation, fellas? Oh, yeah. You know, so we'd get fired for that because yeah, it's Craig. been, I don't know, it's got to be a month and a half. I was going to say, I was going to say about six weeks. So, yeah, yeah we're in the same time frame. I think a but, month and a half since we have put out a podcast what can i say i have enjoyed summer yeah we kind of got to a place where there was a, a lot of vacation time being taken we were trying to figure out how to fill the gaps in we uh we decided that uh, we just wouldn't try on some of it and then you got pretty busy because you were ramping up trying to figure out the new regulations new covid rules and things and yeah. try and get your Sunday school. Yeah, there was there was a surge, group, surgery so. in our family that we had to yeah. deal with and get, ministry was ramping up again for the fall. Yeah. So yeah, we had a lot on our plate, but um uh, I am excited to be back. Because I still talk a lot. I mean, I got to get it out somewhere. Oh, we <laughs> Yeah, don't worry about it, folks. Uh Pastor Jeremy and I have each other as an outlet. We there just didn't turn the microphones That's on right. sometimes. Um, and that's probably a good thing. I was just going to say, sometimes <laughs> that's probably better off. See, a lot of the things that we talk about off the air, well, I would say even some of the things that we talk about on the podcast are experimental, <laughs> experimental thoughts. Yeah. Wrestling with ideas. Yeah. And that, that was actually, I think that was kind of the motivation when we started this podcast was, is that we have all these great conversations and they are a little experimental we bounce ideas off each other. It shapes the way we think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shape each other that way. Iron sharpens iron. Right. And hey, why not let pull back the curtain and allow people to get a glimpse of that? And we did. So far, it hasn't been uh, too, I guess, detrimental to our careers. As, well, we're not fired yet. Uh, yeah, as is implied by the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But... Hey, every day is a new day, right? (laughs) It just means that the right person hasn't stumbled upon this. Well, that's probably true. (laughs) I mean, I'm surprised our uh, YouTube channel hasn't been shut down. So far, so good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's get experimental with another idea. What are we talking about today? Well, uh, this was an idea that uh, you kind of came in with earlier in the week, and and we were just uh, talking about many different things. The one, the the one thing that stood out to me, or kind of everything that we're going to talk about today, kind of revolves around, is the idea that we have th- that we're we're being pressed impressed upon us on us as a society that we must love our neighbor. So, the government, uh, social media. People in general, people that don't read the Bible ever, um, have co-opted Jesus when he gave the great commandment, and they've co-opted the part that they like, which is 
love your neighbor as yourself. That's the part that they're... They missed the first one. Yeah, they missed uh, loving the Lord your God, but, you know, and I've talked about that in sermons, too, so this right. is a... Uh, this this kind of encapsulates all of the different things that we may talk about today is you know this idea of loving your neighbor and what does that really mean like mm-hmm. we just throw it out there and we throw it at everything and especially in particular i should say in particular we throw it at this whole covid thing the covid now lately as of late the covid passport and um, you know, wearing masks, it's been applied to all these different things. If we really love our neighbor, right, we won't give them COVID because that's what you do if you don't have a mask, if you don't get vaccinated, if you don't do, you will most certainly give COVID to somebody. Yeah, you're the reason that this whole thing is spiraling out of control. Yes. You're the one holding us up. And Joe Biden's patience is wearing very thin. Yes, Oh, Did you oh, see that quote when he yeah, said that? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's a great one. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I didn't. I just you you shocked me when we went American. Oh, sorry. I should have quoted Trudeau. I think he's had his own. Story, yeah, I but. think Trudeau has had plenty of uh, these these moments as well. Yeah. But either either way, it, um, he's he's coming after unvaccinated people pretty hard. Yep. blaming them for the reason that you know lockdowns seem possible mm-hmm. that we can't reopen things uh he keeps saying things like you know they're putting other people at risk they're putting our children at risk da 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 and so he actually has used the phrase people need to do the right thing and get yes, vaccinated right okay yep. mm-hmm. so that is where that's this idea nice that's another yep. way of uh phrasing it's basically saying it. yeah it's that's another way of saying it. love your neighbor do the right thing mm-hmm. and get the vaccine so that you can do your part to stop COVID and people don't have to die anymore. Something, I mean, that's the the generic mantra that you get. Yeah, I don't, I'm kind of speechless because I don't even know where to start with this thing. It's it's making me crazy. The, yeah. the vaccine passport is, is kind of at the center of a lot of this right now. Like I said, Earlier on in the pandemic, it was the mask. Right. And I, I was getting this from Christians yep. and from non-Christians and from, you know, just all over the place. I was getting hammered that, you know, if you said anything that even hinted that maybe, well, let's just talk about it for just a minute. Let's explore the mask thing first. Okay. If you even hinted that the mask wasn't really an effective tool. Mm-hmm. And why do we have to wear masks? I mean, I got everything from, well, you just care about your liberty and freedom of not right. have not right. having to wear a mask, and you care about that more than you care about other people, right? You know, or whatever it is. And I got to tell you, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up. This is anecdotal. I don't care. Uh, I was at the polling station the other day for the national election. And I came out the door, and as soon as I came out the door, I immediately smelled cigarette smoke. Now, I'm masked up because I'm in the election place. And I walk out the door. I smell the cigarette smoke. There's a guy 20 foot away, at least, smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I'm smelling that thing immediately. Mm. And I it I don't know why, but it just struck me at that moment. It's like... This mask does no 
good. Mm. It really doesn't. Yeah. If I can smell his cigarette smoke immediately as soon as I walk through, you think that that virus is, the particles of that virus are bigger or smaller than cigarette smoke? I mean, I don't actually know the technical answer. I don't answer, either. But I, I concede your point. And at the beginning of the pandemic, we had a lot to learn. Nobody knew right. how bad the virus was, how it even spread, mm-hmm. how big the particles were. At first, the first thing that Maybe came it out doesn't of, spread that way. Uh, maybe it doesn't well, spread from virus getting in your throat and nose. I mean, that's the well. They had changed that at one point, right? <laughs> so you, we were learning. So I didn't know whether masks were right or wrong. At one point, at the very beginning, they said you don't need to wear a mask. Then all of a sudden, it was oh wait, yeah, you do need to wear a mask. And then it was there was this really weird, really weird like mm-hmm. three week stretch where yeah. people were like, you should wear two or three masks. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? And oh, I was yeah. like, what? Whatever yeah. happened to that? Uh, that was a little weird. Anyways, long story short, I actually don't know. I've seen some people try to debunk that masks are even that effective. Right. And I And I'm not really trying know. to do that. I I'm not. I mean, sure. I'm bringing that up because right. it's it's more about the questionability of all these things. Right. You right. know, like you said, it, it went from a, a mask, uh, the mask was going It you remember when uh surfaces had to be like right. dormant for 72 hours or something. Yeah. Yeah, wiping stuff down yeah. like crazy. Oh, yeah, it was. And then they find out, oh, this thing yeah, hardly spreads at all. It can't hardly live on surfaces. Yeah. yeah. So, and some people still do that. I still go to a grocery store where they wipe the conveyor belt. Oh. And I'm kind of like, are you serious? You don't I have know. to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the effort and I know you're told to do that, but right. whatever. But there again, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so we were wearing masks. And people are screaming at their whatever podcast device right at this moment saying, you wear a mask so you don't spray on people or right. you don't spray on surfaces and stuff. Spray on the surfaces where it hardly ever lives. Mm. Spraying, you know, it's like, and if I am a person, a conscientious person, then I'm walking around a grocery store and then I go wash my hands. Doesn't that solve the problem? Because that's what you're spraying on is surface on, on people. Yeah, the, I, it's the rules were very arbitrary mm-hmm. and very inconsistent. At times, illogical. I mean, you think about the whole wear your mask to the table. Then when you sit at the table, you can take your mask off. You know, these kinds of it's like, where's the real science behind that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, it sounds more like you're making it up to just yes. try to give off this appearance. Mm-hmm. That we're making the effort. And I think a lot of this comes down to that. And one of the things that has bothered me a lot as the pandemic has moved on is the amount of times you see. Maybe I don't know if I'm the only one who sees this stuff online. I don't know if people don't follow the same news and social media that I do. But how many of these, you know, quote unquote elites or the lawmakers or whatever don't wear their masks. I know. I mean, they're at like restaurants, no mask. This is they're at Obama's thing. party, no mask. They're at the Met Gala, no mask. Um, they're all socializing, no mask. And then all of a sudden someone says, okay, it's picture opt. Mm-hmm. It's time to take a picture. And everybody mm-hmm. spaces out six feet and put a mask on. It's like, you don't believe this. Right. The people who told us this don't believe it because they don't abide by it themselves. So then that just increases my distrust that this really is about loving your neighbor right you know it's like so you know you got this pebble in your shoe now that makes you question so 
that was one for sure, the masks. I don't know if you want to move on to other things, but obviously no. there are a bunch of other examples, such as lockdowns, which right. maybe was the most yeah, extreme example yep. of we're doing this so that people, we're not going to overwhelm hospitals, and we're not going to spread this, and we need to keep it under control. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. There's another way to look at this, which is it's not that loving to tell people that what they do for a living is not essential. <laughs> it's think... not it's not that loving to tell people that not very you neighborly. can't make a paycheck yeah. for however long we say as we wing this thing. Right. It's not that loving to say you're not in a hot spot right now at all like we have been here in northern Ontario. We have missed we we have less than 500 cases since the beginning of the pandemic right in an area of a hundred thousand people covid has hardly been here but we've been treated the same way right as southern ontario where there's tons of population let me, let me ask you a question okay. again this i wasn't is done no oh, okay <laughs> that's okay. all right no that's i i Derail i just my I, rant no no it uh this is a short quick question yes do you believe we are going to get covid here in Sault Ste. Marie. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Of course. We're going to get it. We're going to get hammered with it. Oh, it's coming eventually. Yeah. And we haven't had our first wave. I just, I don't think, I think people in Sault Ste. Marie in general believe we, it has skipped like us. Like we can, we, we can, we're we winning. We dodged the bullet. We're doing yep, this thing. We're winning. It's it's a disease. It's a virus. Yeah, an airborne it will infectious disease. get us. Yeah. It will coming. get us. So, you will get COVID. Yes, I, I know. Or you will die before it got you there. Like I know it's one or the other. I know so many people in my family, my and Christy and I in our family that have had it. Mm-hmm. They've had it. It's old news. They're they had it like life. a year ago. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, out of out of maybe three or four dozen people yeah. that I know that have had it, I know two of them. That were in the hospital. One was an overnight stay. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He he and he was quite compromised. I mean, immune system and and a lot of physical ailments and things like that. He mm-hmm. was quite compromised. They kept him in overnight. I I have another relative that died, and they were hospitalized. Mm-hmm. But they were hospitalized for six months before they even got it. They got oh, it in the hospital. Oh, okay, I see. And they had emphysema and all kinds of other you know underlying conditions um i'm just all i'm saying is that's that's my experience with it everybody else is like yeah Uh, some of my relatives are like yeah that was pretty nasty Mm -hmm. one of them had side effects and felt bad for like six weeks Mm -hmm. afterwards oh yeah um so it's a nasty disease i don't get me wrong it's a it's a nasty virus it's it's a but the thing is, is that everybody else, everybody's fine. Yeah. As far as we know, I mean, unless there's some lingering there's some effect other, that you don't, yeah, a dormant thing or whatever, s- something that comes along later and right. gets you. Right. Oh yeah, I I agree that the fact that we've had very little of it present in our particular community where we are recording this. I'm podcast, sorry, I derailed that. No, this is a very yeah. contextual thing to mm-hmm. our our region here that we're talking about right because we've had very 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 little covid like i say less than 500 cases in almost two years now in a region of a hundred thousand people that's statistically almost negligible um so i think that that has increased people's fear 
because mm-hmm. it's still the fear of the unknown. COVID is still largely a thing that's out there somewhere mm-hmm. and not something like, oh, I know a bunch of people who've had it and they got sick and they got better or that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that that does increase people's uh, anxiety about what it's going to be like, when it's going to get here. Is it ever going to get here? Maybe we can stop it. How and come How come we don't take an approach like with this? With this uh, vaccine thing, because the vaccine is just being shoved down people's throat. Like you mentioned, Joe Biden, he's losing patience. Yes. Right? Yeah. You, you've you got uh, passports, which we can talk about that in a second. Yeah. But but passports, uh, passports are really an arm twisting. They're, they're like, if you want to do this, go places, do things. We're going to make you get this passport. That means you have to be vaccinated. And it's a way of forcing us to do it now we could talk all day about Mm -hmm. what in the world the government why they are so obsessed with people having the vaccine because normally wouldn't we have normally like when i was growing up when i was younger even when you were younger uh a kid you know growing up wouldn't we have said if you don't get vaccinated then you are at risk and therefore then eventually you may get it and you may possibly die. Mm-hmm. And that's on you. Right. Right? Yeah. Isn't that on you? Isn't that your choice? Like, especially because these these vaccines have proven to uh, reduce the effects of COVID. Right. But they have not proven to stop it, stop you from being able to spread it. Or at least yeah. that's what they tell us. Right. That's why they tell us we still have to wear masks. We still have to, right. you know. So You can still get COVID. And spread COVID if you're fully vaccinated. So if somebody gets COVID right now, mm-hmm. after all this time where we've had multiple, multiple upon multiple opportunities to get the vaccine, cost you nothing, all you got to do is make an appointment and do it, mm-hmm. and somebody gets it and they die from it, how come we're not going, dummy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that you sounds your, really you had harsh, your shot, but, but you had every opportunity to do something about it. Sure, you didn't. That's on you, isn't it? I don't get it. Yeah, it does not make logical sense. The idea that I'm getting vaccinated for your protection, and that right. is how the highest leader in our land is framing this issue. Right. That is how Justin Trudeau is framing this issue, that we're getting vaxxed for you. That he keeps saying, you need to have the confidence that when you sit on an airplane, the person next to you has a vaccination. And that when you send your kids to school, that they're with a teacher that has a vaccination. Because, you know, we need to be safe and you need to have the assurance. People who've done the right thing. But they're all telling us it doesn't stop it. That's what I'm saying. It's a lie. It's a lie. He's lying to us on a national level. He's trying to frame it as if vaccination protects other people and it does not and that's the same thing the mask the mask is the same thing right uh the vaccine no sorry the masks if they work to prevent the spread of droplets when you talk right then i could say that there, i think there could be an argument they reduce that i that the i could, op- I could op- reduce the chance of you getting it from me well then you could say that about the vaccine you could say that the vaccine probably reduces number one because if you don't get very many side effects 
or you, you, you know, you're not experiencing the full blown COVID, then you're not hacking and coughing everywhere you go. Or, or hang on, mm-hmm. or it increases the likelihood that you don't know you have you it. Don't and even you do, know it. and you're right. out in public spreading it. Yeah. I don't know. The here, my, here, the real point is, as we debate these things, uh, what we're trying to, what we're seeing is that there's different ways to look at this. That the path forward is not cut and dry, right? Mm-hmm. That the way it's being presented to us, if you love your neighbor, you will do these three things. You will get a mask, you will do the lockdown when we tell you it's bad enough, and you will get the vaccine and adhere to the passports. And that is the path forward. It's not consistent with what we're actually dealing with. It does not doesn't seem to it be. doesn't line up. Right. right. That's what I'm saying. And I'm arguing that there are other paths forward that are potentially valid options that need to be looked at. It really should creep people out that anybody who raises that suggestion gets shut down immediately. There was a Northern Ontario doctor who's under fire with, for his license because he came out against vaccine mandates, mandates, not the vaccine, the mandates. And he's, his license is in jeopardy. I just saw that on, where was that? Sue Today or Sue Star Online yesterday or the day before? Wow. I'd have to dig up the article. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, he came out on social media and said, this is medical tyranny and we shouldn't be doing this with people's private information. And they jumped all over him, including, I forget the name of the organization, but whoever he holds his medical license with hmm. is is uh, potentially putting him under disciplinary actions. It's like, that doesn't bother anybody. That doesn't That scientists and doctors can't suggest a different treatment a different way a different path forward they can't question the authoritarian mandates that we're living under and listen i they are authoritarian they are draconian yes yeah, like, word. i'm i'm really kind of i'm a little bit frustrated with people who are trying to convince me that this is not authoritarianism it's like mm-hmm. what does it take okay granted this is not as bad as North Korea. Okay, I'm like not saying, hey, Canada is North Korea. But this is how you get there. This is how it starts. The, oh, yeah, this is the playbook for it. Yeah, sure. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's saying, if you just give us the power to solve this problem, and we can just make these decisions for you, mm-hmm. um, we'll make this work for you. We'll take care of these problems. And we hand it over. Anyways... I feel like I'm just going on. Well, side I mean, what do you? Here, so, what do you say? What do you say about? Uh, I know the answer to this, folks, but I'm going to ask them anyway. Yeah. What do you say to somebody who says, "Well, you know, I mean, you don't have any problem with uh, mandating that people have the polio vaccine?" Okay. To my knowledge, now you correct me if I'm wrong. If you know this, mm-hmm. when you get a polio vaccine, what are the chances afterwards that you uh, that you will get polio? I. I actually thought that it was like really close to eradicating it from society well, that's, as a whole. That's more or less my current understanding. Right. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But my understanding is that the majority of vaccines, I would say minus the flu mm-hmm. and now also the COVID shot. Mm-hmm. When you take that vaccine, it pretty much almost guarantees that you're not going to get what it's vaccinating you for. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's actual protection against that. And maybe, maybe there's somebody out there who's smarter than I am in the science of these things who can correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm open to correction, but that's more or less my working understanding is these vaccines like eradicate these diseases from right. humanity. That's why we 
consider them to be necessary. Necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the same as, no. as saying this will lighten your symptoms a bit, but you can still get it. You can still spread it. And that's the same that's thing. That's not the same that's thing. The, that's a crazy thing because that's the same thing that the flu shot is supposed to is supposed to do. It's right. supposed to lessen the effects, if not keep you from experiencing sure. any of the effects of the flu. Sure. Um, and so they, that was always uh, an optional thing. We could right. We could do that or not. And if somebody and we again going back to that example, if somebody didn't take the flu shot and they got the flu. We're just kind of like, well, you know, maybe it serves you right. You know, <laughs> I mean, you didn't. And I mean, you didn't quite think that way, but it's like no. this is what life is, right? Yeah, people get sick. You, yeah, people get sick. There's no guarantees. Maybe you said to yourself, well, you, and that was the other thing with the flu shot. You weighed it out. Like, I'll give you my my personal experience with a flu shot. I never had a flu shot before I came to Canada. When I came to Canada, my doctor was like, "You need the flu shot." Um, you know, you see advertising, you guys advertise all the time, you know, get your flu shot or whatever. You you see uh, pharmacies giving out the flu shot, things like that. We never had that. Not, not in my experience in Michigan growing up. That just wasn't a thing. If you went to your doctor and said, I'd like to get the flu shot, they go, oh, great. That's a good idea. Hmm. Now, maybe it's a lot more prevalent now than, than when I left because I left there 20 years ago. I haven't lived in, in the U.S., so um, so maybe that's more prevalent. But the reason I say that is because a lot of that was always on people's minds, again, for me growing up, was if I don't need the flu shot, sometimes the side effects or even the potential uh, dangers because there's been, you know, problems. Like people have had flu shots go bad. Sure. I know a few people. I do that too. have flu shot has gone bad or other vaccines. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so they, you know, weigh that out and they say, okay, what are my chances of getting the flu? Right. Maybe I'll just be a little more cautious about getting around people with right. the flu and I won't get the flu shot Correct. for me. I took the flu shot. I said, well, doctor says it's a good idea. So I guess, okay, I'll just join the team here. Yeah. And I did the Canadian thing, took the flu shot. And I did that for three years. I was sick every year. Like it felt like I was. No, I'm. I'm. I know I'm. It is funny, but but yet I'm sorry I'm, to laugh at your pain. Yeah, just go ahead, laugh at my suffering. But um, <laughs> but no. In all seriousness, I I just felt malaise. I felt like I, I had a constant cold all winter long, and I did that for three years. And I said, you know. I wonder if it's that flu shot. I it just I didn't really put it together right away. Mm-hmm. I just I wonder if it's the flu shot. I'm just not going to take it this year, you know. And I didn't take it, and I felt good mm. right up until I got the flu, and then man, it hammered me. Right, it put me on the floor. Yeah, you know? yeah. it was like ugly. We all been there. I yeah. I <laughs> I was like, oh, this is awful. But you know what? When I got done with the flu, I was fine again mm-hmm. for the whole rest of the year. Doctor says you want the flu shot. The next year, I said, nope, I don't. I'll take my chances. I take my chances. I, I went like, I don't know, maybe four years. Boom, I got the flu again. Okay. It still didn't deter me because it's like I had three good years of feeling good yeah, all yeah, winter. Yeah, sure. 
that was a choice. I got to make that choice. Right. I don't want the flu shot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm glad that it's, you know, but it's, but you're, it has never, the thing is, is that Canada has pushed for it, pushed for it. They've tried to get everybody on board. They try and get kids on board. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, when I was growing up, the only people like my grandparents might get the flu shot because the flu shot could really do them in. But for the most part, people my age, you mean we the didn't flu get, could do them in. I, I'm sorry. The yeah. flu could do them in. Yeah, sure. You know, the, the, the flu could kill them. Let's just say what it is. Yeah. And and but at my age and everything, there was very little risk right. of, of getting the flu and having it kill you. So the, the thing is, is that I made that choice based upon all the factors for me. Right. You know, when I when right. I tell my doctor that it makes me feel sick all all winter long, he rolls his eyes. I see him physically roll his <laughs> eyes like that's not what the flu shot does. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. That's how it makes me that's feel. Just your own feeling and right? your own subjective experience. Exactly. And it's valid. It's valid for you. It, it is. It should be. Yeah. It should be. I should be able to make that decision. Right. The other thing is, is the flu shot the, has been given out in Canada, like prolifically, constantly, ubiquitously, and yet we still have the flu. Yeah, because it's never going to go away. It's never going to go away. COVID, neither is COVID is never going away, Exactly. Folks. It's here forever. And Except we need to learn it. to live with that. Yes. That life has some degree of inherent risk to it. How come we're not spending all this energy? And I think they have. I think we have found, that's the other thing. One of the reasons that so many of my family members have had COVID and survived is because they found ways to deal with it. We didn't have those in the beginning. And there were higher death tolls. Now they've figured out how to treat the one uh, one relative of mine that was in the hospital overnight, they treated him with, uh, I can't remember, it's the inhaler, I think. Uh, okay. A treatment. I, I can't remember what the They have stuff some different is. ones. There's... But they, they had, they had, they've tried many different things, and that was one thing, and it helped clear his lungs up, and he went home, and, mm-hmm. and he got over it. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some parts of the world that have been allowed to try some different mm-hmm. treatments that, seem like there could be some potential usage for them and for whatever reason they're getting completely shut down here as not even options I right mean, yeah I, that's another problem yeah right? it's, it's a like, little bit all of a sudden cringy the government is no longer in charge of your health care it, it used to be or i mean the government is in charge of your individual health care whereas right. it used to be you and your doctor didn't right. it yes it used to be you and your doctor made Making these those, decisions yes exactly but yeah, it's, it, they're it, taking away all of our freedoms and rights when it comes to our own bodies. I agree completely. And going back to the central point of this, I don't think that that's loving your neighbor. So, right. yes, I understand that. I understand the line of thought. Get a vaccine because in doing so, you're loving your neighbor. It's really not true. What you're doing is protecting yourself because you're not stopping anybody else from catching it from you. Right. Okay. You're not doing that. So you're, you're not, not doing that it. for your neighbor. So it's not exactly. It's uh, that's a lie. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. It's a medical lie coming from our again, our highest official in our country and among others. So first of all, let's just say the truth, okay? It's not true that in doing so you're loving your neighbor. You're actually protecting yourself potentially. But then you get into this idea of coercing people into it. Now, that's a different ball game. It's one thing to say, "I think I want to get this vaccine. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea for me." Great. Great. I mean, I got no issue with that, right? Do you have an issue with that? Well, let's let's just put it this way. Um, just for full disclosure, 
I'm not vaccinated, or I'm vaccinated. I'm sorry. <laughs> now we I don't know what to believe. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I am vaccinated. I've said it before. Yes, I've said I it know. on the podcast. Yeah. I've told people I don't I don't mind people knowing and I don't care. Yeah. But and that was a choice. That you was made. a choice I made. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's one thing to say here's, it was, here's the options. It was, I will admit it was somewhat coerced because I my family is in another country. Right. And, and, you it, be able and, I, and, and I'm at an age where I'm kind of like, man, I was just getting ready to go travel and, and go to some different places and enjoy some new things. And and all of a sudden they locked us down, shut us down. And they said, you need a vaccination if you're going to cross the border. Right. And I'm like, well, OK, yeah. fine. That was a choice I made. Right. I didn't do it because and I want to make this abundantly clear because I think this is another factor or problem that we have uh but i did not do it because i was afraid of getting covid mm. i never that never even crossed my mind yeah fair enough i i want to make that clear because i think there's people that are putting their hope and their trust in getting a serum in their arm mm -hmm. and i think that's it it does bring some hope and it is helpful. There could be and wisdom to there it. could be wisdom to right. that. I'm right. not saying that, but I'm saying my ultimate hope for surviving COVID if I get it is God. Yeah. Not a vaccine. Yeah, for sure. It may be it may be wise for certain people to, to get it. Oh sure. Yeah, There's I'm, a lot of people that, that it is wise for them to get it. My my whole argument has been that the way to love your neighbor is to let them have choice. I mean, the Bible says, not just love your neighbor. You've been trying to get to this. You have been trying, and I keep pushing us no, off it's course. Good. It's but. all good. Love your neighbor as yourself mm -hmm. is what the command says. Yep. And here's what uh -huh. I want for me. Freedom. I want to be able to make free choices. Yeah. I want to be able to decide what's right for me. Mm -hmm. And, and of course, that's within reason and pre-existing laws. Okay, so I'm not saying, oh, I, want, I decide killing people's right for me. That's not what we're talking about, okay? Mm -hmm. We're talking about something that is a very optional gray area. For a long time, has been experimental yes. medica medication, Yeah. okay? And it's only recently been FDA approved and all these things, okay? Like, approvals are only just coming. So, up until then, it's been experimental. Let's just be frank and truthful about things. And some people feel like, I'm pretty young. I'm pretty healthy, I think if I caught COVID, I could beat it just fine, mm -hmm. and I'd rather do that and gain natural immunity than take an experimental medication. I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing. Talk to your doctor. You know, like, get educated, pray about it, and that's a reasonable option that's on the table for you. I'm not saying it's right for you mm -hmm. or wrong. I'm saying it's a reasonable option. And I think one of the most loving things you can do is let people keep it as an option. Yep. Now, I am I had an argument with a relative of mine who said, this is still a choice. What are you talking about? Ch uh, you know, the government's making you. The government's not making you do anything, right? Mm -hmm. You have a mm -hmm. choice, but mm -hmm. you're not free from the consequence of your choice. That, that was their argument. Mm -hmm. And I just think to myself, I don't want to be married to somebody like you. <laughs> like, right. holy yes. creepy much. Yeah. Uh, if you treated your spouse that way. Mm-hmm you'd be called an abuser. It's like, oh, sure, honey. Like, you can have the debit card today if you want, but 
I want you to do these five things first. And if you don't, you're not going to get the debit card. It's just your choice. It's your choice. Like, what the heck? No. We're talking about saying to people that they can't go to weddings. At one point, you can't go to funerals. Uh, you can't go. You can't put your kids in hockey. I think they changed that. You, yes, they changed the yep. funeral. That's yep. why I said at one point you can't right. go to funerals. You know, you can't participate in sports. Can't go to restaurants. Can't do this. Yeah, some of you, it's like you're gonna lose your job. You can't go to a restaurant where the waitresses don't have to be vaccinated. It doesn't make any sense. None of this makes sense. They're making it up as we go. Yeah. This as is they not have okay. been as they have been since the beginning. Yes. And they keep using the excuse. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. They keep using the excuse, well, we're dealing with it. Things are being revealed to us. We're just trying to keep up. Sure. You know, as if any ineptness, any anything, any decision that we make that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, mm-hmm. well, the reason for that is because we don't really know what we're up against. You've been doing it for two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you pointed out earlier, before we got on air, it's like originally we we're gonna we we're gonna lock down the country for two weeks. Yeah, two weeks to flatten the curve. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Okay, <laughs> this is not curve flattening anymore. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this it's is two we're going years. to eradicate this. You which have is been an experimenting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's the problem, right? They think this is polio, or. or they're but treating not, they're treating but, it like it is. Well, the vaccine we have now isn't isn't as effective as polio. All right, I'm going to say it again because I've said it before and we've said it on previous podcasts. I don't think they're inept. I think they're doing it on purpose. I do. Conspiracy much? I yeah, fine. Call me a conspiracy theorist if you want. <laughs> I'm I'll, I'm over it. I'm over it because the people who've been I called know. conspiracy theorists, it's like mm-hmm. a lot of times they get proven right in 6 months. Yeah. People yeah, who said this is going to, when people said this is going to go to a vaccine passport, that yep. was one of the things that people raised yep. as an objection. Yep. Oh, you're a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. theorist. Yeah, here we are. Yep. And by the way, what? I the just one, said, the ones who the ones who said that it started in a lab in Wuhan, right? They were called conspiracy exactly. theorists. Yeah, that, like they were denounced. They were canceled off of social yeah. media. Their their stuff was you know labels were put on it that right. this is fake news dangerous information yeah now you find out that's probably exactly what happened oh what that's is almost that about? certainly they that's have emails I mean. with Fauci and and with the with the lab over there these I are mean, the they these have are the all peop- that these are the people that we trust yeah these are the people that we're gonna allow to tell us what's loving our neighbor mm-hmm. what's best for us these are the people who are gonna tell us that oh this is just temporary we're gonna we're gonna take away what are your rights under Canadian law. Yep. And I'm tired of people saying, this isn't rights, rights, these are freedoms. It's like, read the first two paragraphs yeah. of the Bill of Rights because those are what they're overriding. Your ability to freely gather, your ability to live according to your conscience. They're saying, nope, can't do that. We're going to do things a little differently, but don't worry, it's just temporary. Oh yeah, here we are, year number two. Yep. Justin In Trudeau, temporary. I just mentioned to you before we got rolling, has already purchased... 30 million Pfizer vaccines for next year and another 30 for the year after that. Yep. This is not temporary. No. This is not going away. They're going to keep pumping this stuff in your arm. So what is the most loving thing to do in that? That That's what I'm trying to wrestle with personally. And part of the purpose of this podcast, right? It's like there's, it's not, it's not just a personal thing. This is something that affects our church. It affects our who we are as Canadians, as human beings, how do we want the government to operate in a way that promotes human flourishing 
I'm of the argument, this ain't it. And trying to argue from a Christian perspective, oh, the purpose here is to love your neighbor. Right. I'm I'm over. T- I'm way that. over I'm so that argument. Because the way you love your neighbor is to protect their constitutional freedoms. Part of what makes Canada, historically speaking anyways, a relatively great place to live. I mean, most people who live in Canada are proud to be Canadian. Why do people want to come here? Because of our constitutional freedoms. Exactly. Because we're a free and prosperous country. Mm-hmm. And the government had, well, you could debate how well they've organized and protected that, but it's been decent. It's been better than a lot of others, mm-hmm. right? We live in a free country. And that's worth protecting mm-hmm. because I care about people. Right. Because I don't think you should be coerced into doing something against your will. Because I don't think people who are choosing unvaccination as their path that's best for them deserve to be treated like second-class citizens. They don't. That's wrong. That's a segregated society. It's a moral issue. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm just like, I'm over this issue of trying to say, you know, abide by what our government says because that's how you love your neighbor. I don't buy it. And I'm not necessarily saying the exact opposite is the way you love your neighbor. I'm not necessarily saying that. I think personal freedom and wisdom, consultation with your doctors, making wise choices, you know, all those things are important. It's as simple as this. If somebody wants to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. And if you don't, don't. And then leave each other alone. Right. How hard is that? How hard is that? Apparently it's impossible living in Canada. I don't know why this is an option that's not on the table. It it just, it it brings up the question. It begs the question, why do you want us to get this vaccine so So badly? badly. Exactly. Why is that so important? And here's an interesting thing. Money's part of it. I've, I, yeah, I, I find this very interesting when, uh, we were just, Christy and I ran in a race recently uh um a ultra marathon so just uh but we weren't running the ultra marathon part we were just running oh, 17 I, kilometers i was gonna it. say wait a second no i didn't know you no. ran the ultra marathon ultra marathons like are 100 100 oh, miles gosh yeah. why would you do that i don't know but anyway you ran 17 though so we ran 17 good for yeah, you yeah yeah we ran up uh if you're familiar with stokely we ran up king mountain and back down good for you basically um the reason that I bring that up is because we had to fill out a questionnaire uh, and mail it in. It's like you're pre-screening. So this was, and I thought this was pretty pretty slick way to do it. You can go to the Ontario website. There is a screening questionnaire mm-hmm. for anybody, for any event or anything like that. You fill out the questionnaire and then you just share it by email with whatever event organization or whatever that you're going to. Okay. And so then they have that on file that now, you know, that's kind of creepy in some ways, but I'm just saying that's what you got to do. Practical. That's, that's the hoops you got to jump through. What was interesting to me about it was not how they did it or whether it's right or wrong or that, not that issue. But the first question on the questionnaire is, it's actually a two part question. The first part is, have you had COVID? Um, 
have you had COVID and you have quarantined for the required 14 days mm-hmm. or, and then the second part of the question is, have you been vaccinated, fully vaccinated with two vaccinations? Right. And then you had a yes or no. Okay. Okay. That is a weird question. Like it's at first I was a long time. I was like, okay, do I say yes to this? Cause if I say yes, then that means I had COVID. Right. Because the way they worded it, oh, they, I see. If they did have or, but but you couldn't distinguish. Like, it didn't matter to them. And that's the key part. Was this on the Ontario government? It was. It was so on, are the, isn't that them acknowledging natural immunity? Exactly. That was, that. was That's what it means. In order to get into an event or do something like this, you have to either have had COVID and are over it. Right. And it, or. It, or, yes. And it, and it says that you have a valid uh positive covid test that's how they worded it so you've had a valid positive covid test or you've been vaccinated and you have to answer yes to that otherwise you disqualify yourself well hang on a second i mean uh since when uh since when is that acceptable because that's not how we're treating this mandate well they keep telling us that that doesn't matter if you've had covid before the only thing that matters is a vaccination so why can't that qualify for a passport and this was on the government of it ontario yeah really yep. Mm-hmm. yep i find that very interesting yeah because that's a huge part of this argument is right. what about natural immunity why is this not part of the conversation? That's what I'm saying. Why many, do they want us vaccinated so doggone badly? Right. So many people have had it. Yeah. So they're Why like, not? what do I need another exactly. vaccine for? I'm naturally me. And, and in fact, at one time, I don't know about the, the Pfizer, but the Moderna, there were a lot of reports coming out that people that had already had COVID that took the Moderna were having uh, a more severe reaction to the Moderna than people that hadn't had COVID before. Okay. Interesting. Some studies that, so that people that all they had done. I want to know is why can't that be part of the conversation? Uh, right? Oh, like, they dismiss why? it. So, they dismiss it outright. Listen, if, if you're listening to this and you think you guys are pushing this, <laughs> you're exaggerating. Right. Go on Instagram. Just try this mm-hmm. and look up the hashtag natural immunity. And the reason right. I tell you to do that is because it doesn't exist. Because Instagram is ripping down posts. Really? They won't let that hashtag They won't stand. even let the hashtag no, go up. No, they won't let you use it. Because people were sharing their natural immunity stories or arguments using that hashtag, and Instagram Why? blocked it. Why are we so afraid many, that that might be true? I know. Many social media standards are now, it's not whether or not the information is true because in a case like, hey, I got COVID and I got over it. Now I feel great. That's true. It's not about mm-hmm. whether it's true. What they what the standard is, is whether it causes vaccine hesitancy. And promoting natural immunity causes vaccine hesitancy. Therefore, we can't let that kind of information float around on the internet. Can I just say... Does that not bother again, anybody? Can I say again... Is this loving This vaccine does not keep you from getting COVID. Right. Or it passing it. It does not get you... And, and you can give it to somebody. Yeah. So there's we, another one. Yes. What's this deal with if somebody who's not vaccinated can go to some concert or whatever, blah, 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 if they demonstrate a negative test within 48 hours or whatever the exact rule is? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, hang on a second. If you really don't want COVID at the event, 
shouldn't even the vaccinated people have to give a negative test because they're carrying they carry it, it too. I know. None of this makes sense. None of it. They just want this vaccine in us so badly. It is a little weird. It's getting creepy. So when people like me are a little bit cautious and they see this kind of stuff and you start putting two and two together and think, this doesn't make sense. Something's not adding up here. And you feel like, I'm actually not that afraid to get COVID. I'm young. I'm healthy. That kind of thing. I think you've got perfectly reasonable grounds. Again, I would say, talk to your doctor, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a doctor. But you, but not getting a vaccine is a perfectly reasonable option that should be on the table for you. And it is not loving for right. people to forcefully take that away. By the way, for those people who all think this is great and the vaccine passports and this and that are awesome because now we're all in this together, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I just want to say to them, you just wait, just just you wait until the government starts doing something you're not a fan of. And mm -hmm. you've already handed over the kind of power to them where they're going to coerce you into doing something you don't want to do. Because right. if you don't think that day is coming, this is how a authoritarian or totalitarian government, this is how they operate. They get power in the middle of an emergency or something yep. to that effect. They create the narrative mm -hmm. that we have the power to fix this. We hand it over to them and then they don't give it back and then they abuse it. Mm -hmm. That's how these things happen. I mean, people need to know their history. This is how large scale, powerful governments operate. It never goes well. The best thing you can do to love your neighbor is fight for their freedoms. <clears throat> fight mm -hmm. for their freedom. Right. Because that's how you keep cruel and authoritarian governments at bay. We for, we have forgotten that sin runs through the human heart. The government, you, I'm not saying that all government officials everywhere without exception don't have your best interests in mind. That's not necessarily fair to say that. But Christians should understand the sinful nature of man and the wisdom that came when places like especially America were created, the whole purpose for the way America was designed, the way it was designed constitutionally, et cetera, is to limit power. Because it said, you know what? Uh, we don't trust people with too much power. They're dangerous. So the whole point of the way that many Western countries are structured was intended to limit how much power the government has over you. And when they get that power, they abuse it. That's just the way history goes, pretty much without exception. Because we're sinful. Right. This is something Christians should understand. This is the this is the Christian argument for limited small governments. And what I'm saying is that is how I want to love my neighbor, mm -hmm. is to do what I can to limit the government's power and control so that they limit the abuse of people I care about, mm -hmm. which is all of us. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Well, or think, am I crazy? No, I think... I. It's absolutely a fair thing to say. I think we need to understand that loving your neighbor is a really nuanced thing. It it really needs to be like this is again what we what I keep seeing. I don't know, I just can't unsee this. Our world is like treating everything. We're we're being treated like cattle. You know, you shove them all in this barn you put them all out in this pasture you 
you know, they all get the same treatment. They all get the same scoop of grain, every one of them. You know, we're not cattle. We're we're human beings. Mm-hmm. God created us. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. But we have lost sight of that. And so what we've lost sight of is we've lost sight of as an as, as individuality. And individuality says that I need to love you in a different way than I love this person over here. This person requires a certain way that we care about them. And this person requires a different way that we care about them. And that can only be done on an individual basis Mm -hmm. and the government and mandates and edicts cannot provide loving for your neighbor. Right. Only you can do that led by the spirit of God to take care of them. What in the world does the government know about love? I know. What in the world does our secular, unchristian, God-rejecting government know about love? I mean, there's a correct answer to that. It's nothing. Nothing. (laughs) They don't know anything about love. (laughs) We know about love, right? We've got 1 Corinthians 13. We've got the example of Christ. Mm -hmm. We know what love really is. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we've lost sight of is that love does not rejoice in evil. It rejoices with the truth. Mm-hmm. When you know that people are lording power over you and they're not telling you the truth, you don't have to believe a word they say when it comes to love. I mean, we're talking about a government that when it comes to, well, I don't even know about <laughs> Do I want to open the can it. of worms? They don't know how to tell the difference between a boy and a girl. Yep. And they think it's totally cool to slaughter babies in the womb, but they're going to lecture us about love and health care. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Yeah. No. Or you can try if you want, like have at her. But if you think that I'm going to accept that kind of wisdom from you, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The church has lost sight of its purpose, of our purpose in the world. Mm-hmm. We are here to be the light. We are here to share the hope. We're here to show the path. We are the ones who know what love is. We are the ones who know how to bring unity and peace to a world that's broken and hurting. The government doesn't know how to do that. The government is not capable of that. And to be fair, when I say the church, I, I, I have specifically in mind like true believers, real Christians, individual people who are filled by the spirit of God. You are the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are able to speak the truth in love. They are the ones that are able to give hope to people who have no hope to Help people who are crippled in fear to not be afraid because we've got God mm-hmm. and we can share that. That's what this world needs. They're starving to death for God and they just refuse to turn to him. And I feel like when we play into their narrative, when we go along with the song the world is singing, we are robbing God of the glory that he is due. Mm. And it's not loving God and it's not loving our neighbor. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Man, that's a that's a pretty good place to end it. I had another question I was going to ask, but I I don't think I'm going to stir the pot anymore. I think I'll, I think I think we should just. That's kind of a mic drop moment right there. Your little, uh, you, you even had some parallelism in in your points that you were making. Uh, it was it was very Baptist sermon like three point sermon. Yeah, 
Did they rhyme? Yeah, they they had a little little. Well, they had definitely had a rhythm. Okay. 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 I mean, you could have been. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. But uh, but nice job. Nice 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 way to wrap this up because I I think that's the the key. We're we're living in a world that we're we're allowing the um we're allowing people who we put in charge of us. We elected them to serve us. I don't think they know that, though. I think they've forgotten. They've missed they, all of them, all of them. I, I don't think any of them understands that, that they are there to serve us. We pay them to serve us. And they, they have decided that they're going to determine what love is and what, uh, what that looks like in our world Mm -hmm. and uh, we do know the truth we know the truth that love is sacrifice and we see that example that's that's the example that christ gave us um love is also also freedom so what do you say what do you say to the christian that says well you know um uh, we we should just we should just stick to sharing the gospel not worry about politics, not worry about what government leaders are doing, not worry about how they define loving your neighbor or any of those things. What What's your response to that? I think that five years ago, that would have been what I said. And I've changed my opinion on that. I think that part of the reason we're here, I mean, we're not here to set up Christ's kingdom on nope. earth by force. So I'm not thinking in terms of that, but we are here to be an influence. Like I said, mm-hmm. we're the salt and light of the world, light shines out hope. Salt, you could argue, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, it gives either gives flavor, flavor. or it's a mm-hmm. preservative, mm-hmm. depending on how you want to look at it. And Christians offer the world pres- preservation against moral decay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we offer the world truth in a sea of lies, mm-hmm. and we offer hope in darkness. Yep. And we are here to be influencers. We're not here to force our religion on anybody, anything like that. But by the way we live, citizens of a different kingdom, uh, you're going to win some people over. And there are valid reasons to take legal means to mm. make, an, make a difference. The Apostle Paul did that when he was in trouble many times. He appealed to his Roman citizenship in law, he got himself a day in court before the Caesar or whatever. I can't even remember who mm-hmm. it was now. I'm I'm botching the story. He fought back. Yeah. And he used the legal means that were there uh, because that's fine. It's acceptable to do that as believers. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I just think if you care about people, then you're going to want to do what you can to help them succeed at life. And you know even better than they do what they need. To succeed at life. Mm. Um, And a big part of that, yeah, is, like you say, sacrifice. We do self-sacrifice for the good of others. And I think freedom is another component of love. Right? Christ has set us free. And we're not supposed to use our freedom for uh, uh, the cause of sin, Mm. but to serve others. And I think that that's part of what we're trying to do for the world. Yeah. They're enslaved and we want to set them free. Yeah. I would say something like that. Yeah. Well, I well, I I think I'd probably say, well, the government thinks that loving your neighbor is also as you 
kind of alluded to, brought up a little just a few minutes ago, the government believes that loving your neighbor is uh, to not impose upon them a sentence of having to bring your baby to term, Mm. you know? And they believe that. They believe that they're loving their neighbor. They're giving them choice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're taking, but at the same time, they're taking away choice. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're forcing people to do things. So, so it's it's. Uh, I saw. Uh, I, I, I now now I, I'm going off the rails, but I I saw a news or a clip, and um, they were, they were marching, for uh, against some abortion law, the legislation that took place in Texas recently. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, the heartbeat law. Yeah, and and so they're they're like. And what was interesting, what was conspicuously missing is um, there wasn't a lot of conviction and a lot of convicted sign holders saying, my body, my choice, because vaccinations are not my body, my choice, mm. are they? Mm. Yeah, that's, those, those two mantras kind of contradict a little bit. That's the dichotomy right. going on in our government today. Yes, exactly. Is They're not the source of truth. No. They don't know what they're doing. They don't. They don't. <laughs> and as a believer, we know the truth, or we have at least access to God's truth. We're not perfect with it, but... Well, it's not even that so much. It's not like uh, a superiority thing, like we know what's best for us, or they don't, and that kind of thing. It's just, it's a matter of, uh, it. you know, if you give people freedom, they get to make that choice. They get to make their own mistakes. Why is the government stepping in? Yeah, there's you a know, principle of sowing and reaping that God is. You should independently implanted. be able to make that choice, sure. and we have, we put in every measure that we can think of to try and protect others. But we know the vaccine doesn't protect others, so why are we forcing people to take it? That's really the bottom line of this whole issue. And then why are we excluding people from being able to be a part of you know to have a wedding ceremony yeah. or for crying out loud or or some of these other things that it should be their choice. And if somebody chooses to not get the vaccine or 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 I'm not to not get the vaccine but chooses to go to that wedding even though there's people without the vaccine there, then that's their choice, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. mean this is We have to learn to live with that. It's lunacy. It's yeah. We're we're really living in unprecedented times. I think that we need to I think the bottom line for believers uh, you know, and mainly our audience is Bible Fellowship, our church. That's that's what we target this to. We're not targeting it to anybody else. Other churches can make these decisions for themselves, but I really believe that we need to begin to question these things. We need to be very careful because they're out for us. I mean, right now they don't they don't mandate passports, but what for in churches? The world? You mean? Yeah, but what are we gonna do? What are we going to do when they say you have to have a passport to come to your church? Mm-hmm. You have to have a passport to come and get help. You you need a passport to worship God, to worship God. fellowship, all that stuff. Yeah. These are crazy times that we're living in. And if you think that's crazy to think they're going to do that, huh, no. It will not. I mean... They, I think they that's tried weeks to do or it. months away. I I do. I can't believe they didn't do it right from the start. And the only reason I think they didn't is because it was just they they knew it would cause too much angst and 
and frustration. But once they get us used to it and they get enough people on board with it, mm-hmm. the there's going to be they they're believing that even Christians in their churches will demand this, mm-hmm. and, and some, some churches have, have yeah yes. voluntarily. Yeah, called for it. Yeah, and oh, they're probably the most righteous ones. Now that's some how people. they're presented I mean, by the media. Yep, it's a. Min- I saw one guy, one. Yeah, I think he was a pastor. Say, following Jesus, or he said, wearing a mask and getting a vaccine is a minimum requirement for following Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a true? Really? Oh yeah, that's. I'm not making that. Oh up. my goodness. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who should be fired immediately? Oh. There I, it is. I think he I talk about a false gospel. Yeah, no Good kidding. Grief. Yeah, wow. We got big decisions looming on the horizon. Well, we because I don't think mm-hmm. this is going away. I think that uh, the way I anticipate the future going is these things are not going to get uh, loosened. They're going to mm-hmm. get tighter. Mm-hmm. That they're not going to be uh, as tolerant, and they're really not that tolerant now. In many ways, they've. I mean, think about where we were six months ago mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, the, the level of tolerance for dissenting opinions is shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. Mm. And it's just a good time as a believer to be in God's word and to study up on some of these things and to really consider what yeah. God would have for us. What is the the wise and the right thing to do? What is the thing that God would want us to do? Mm-hmm. What are the What are the lines in the sand? that we would draw and say, you can come this far government and we will honor your leadership, mm-hmm. but no farther. Um, because I just anticipate some of those things are not that far away. No, no. And I mean, you bring up a, a another great point is that the problem, like uh, uh, many Christians, I've heard them say this a lot since this started. It's like, what what's the big deal about giving up, uh, you know, a little bit of Liberty so that we can, get rid of this thing or whatever the goal is. Um, and when I say this thing, I mean, COVID, Yeah. you know, what, what's the big deal? You're, you're putting your rights and, and liberties ahead of other people and you're not loving your neighbor, that, that same theme. And here's the thing, when the government dictates certain things, they don't allow us to do what we feel God wants us to do. I mean, if if you are a person, and this is very possible, that you're a person, and I, I applaud this, okay? I know, I already admitted, I have had the vaccine. I have also admitted that I didn't take the vaccine in order to avoid getting COVID. Um, I took it maybe so it makes some other people feel a little better. I also did it, the main reason I did it is so that I could go and see my family. Um, but you know, for some people that may violate their conscience right? and you can say all you want. Well, that's crazy. I mean, it's not the mark of the beast and that might not even be the reason. Sure. I mean the whole, the, it's a very valid point to say, I am not going to take this vaccine because I feel like it demonstrates a lack of faith in God for my future. And some people, you know, maybe you, even you and I would say, that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's out there on the edge. Are you what? Not going to wear a helmet, not wear a seatbelt. Right. Are you all these other, I've heard all these arguments right. left and right. Uh, but, um, but, but the point is, is that if that's your conscience, 
and the government is causing you, forcing you to violate your conscience on that issue, how can we abide by that? As Christians, how can we abide by that? We have lost the autonomy that allows us to make choices that we feel God wants us to make. Right. Jesus is Lord of your conscience. Yes. Can I read a passage of scripture yep. quickly, if you don't mind? I think I know. Uh-uh, so, we don't want any scripture here. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. That'd be a good idea. Romans 14, verses 1 to 4. Mm-hmm. And this is about quarreling over different opinions as it pertains to gray area issues. And yep. I, I would put whether I or not to get a vaccine and things like yep. that into this exact category. Because the Bible does not say, thou shalt must get the COVID vaccine, right? So the love your neighbor as yourself, that kind of principle, it's up for grabs. Anyways, here's what Romans 14 says. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. Let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you? To pass judgment on the servant of another. It is before his own master that he stands or falls. And he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Now this is in the context of following your conscience mm-hmm. on matters. In this case, it was about eating meat, sacrifice to idols, and things of that nature. Is that okay for a Christian to do or not? It's kind of a gray area. Mm-hmm. And Paul's argument was... Some people felt like they were worshiping that idol right? if they did. Right. Other people felt like they were not worshiping and they could eat whatever they wanted to. Right. So there and was a difference was of opinion. It was, it, but I, what I want to point out, it's, a, it's an issue of worshiping. Right. Some people What is feel this action like, showing in my worship? Some people feel like taking this shot is showing a worship, an adoration, uh, acceptance of putting your faith in the government to save me. Mm-hmm. And they feel like that violates their conscience mm-hmm. before God, that that divides their worship. Right. I, I don't necessarily ascribe to that. I think that, that might potentially be poor theology. Okay, I think you start applying that too far and you get real problems. Mm-hmm. But I am saying... People have that opinion. They have, they don't want to violate their conscience. And that could potentially, they could be a weak believer, and by doing that could cause them to walk away from the right, faith. Right, spiritual harm. And so how loving is it for us to say, you have to do that? Right. I, it's That's not. not loving your it's neighbor. It's not. That's exactly... My whole point I in know. this whole podcast, and I'm just reinforcing that for the reader, and I'm I'm going to double down on that and say it's it's wrong, it's wrong to put another person in that position based on this passage. Yep. So if this passage can rightly be applied to things like vaccines and whether or not you take it or not as a, an option, a choice of conscience, this passage says, "Who are you to judge another? To pass judgment on another?" They're God's servant, not mm-hmm. yours. They don't serve your conscience. Right. They serve the God who's Lord of their conscience. And if God has put it on their conscience to accept or reject mm-hmm. this action, it is before their own master that they stand or fall, not you. And so what is your obligation? According to this, it says, don't despise somebody who agrees. Mm-hmm. Don't pass judgment. Welcome them. 
Yeah. Welcome. That's the word. Mm -hmm. I love that little phrase, welcome mm -hmm. them. In fact, because it says God has welcomed him. Mm -hmm. So I think this, that, that I just, again, think like, think about that phrase as it relates to vaccine passports. Mm -hmm. What would God have us to do with people who see things a little bit differently than us? Welcome. Well, if you were to, you know, I'm not, I don't know. You decide for yourself if I'm stretching that analogy too far, but according to this, you don't judge, you don't despise, you don't look down on. They're making their choice before God, and God is honoring them. God welcomes them, so you should too. That's how I see it. Yep. Well, amen to that. An hour and 12, we're making up for lost time here at the Please Don't Fire Me podcast. <laughs> we're trying to get in, uh, you know, six, six weeks, weeks worth, yeah. six weeks worth of podcasts in one podcast today. Uh, if you stuck with us this long, I appreciate it. Um, I, we would really, you know, what would be fun is if we started getting some feedback. Yeah, even I would if appreciate it's that. even if it's nasty stuff, just go ahead, blow it out there. We can handle it. Yeah, we can delete it. I mean, we can <laughs> handle it. Yeah, and uh, and you know what? Just uh, let us know what you think. What do you think about all this? Uh, how, where do you land on the on the whole issue? Uh, again, we just read it. We're not going to judge you one way or the other. Some, Amen. some are, you know, in one place, some are in the other. Uh, but I think that we need to realize that this does have moral implications. It does have spiritual implications. Uh, and we need to understand what it really means to love our neighbor. And the only way we can do that is if we don't discount the first part of that commandment, which is love the Lord your God. Right. So we start there. So anyway, let us know if you're listening to this on another platform that uh, we are at Sioux Fellowship Media on YouTube, and you can go there and you can give us your comments and opinions there, or I suppose it comes in on other platforms, although I've never, I've never gotten a comment from anybody on another Well, I've platform. heard that there's a few out there, but I don't Are there? I don't have the oh, passwords okay. to check in that, so I don't even know. Yeah. I yeah, anyway. <laughs> I don't YouTube, I will get it. I will get it if it's a YouTube comment. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get it there for sure and that kind of keeps it all in one place, but anyway, until next time and uh is there going to be a next time? We're going to do this next weekend or next week? Well, we'll do it again at some point, Lord willing. Okay, so non-commit non-committal over there. That's right. Uh, Pastor Jeremy's just like, uh, yeah, well, maybe, kind of, sure, sometime. We'll see, but hopefully soon we'll be back together again until next time. Uh, just pray for our world because it's, uh, uh, it's, it's just, these are difficult, actually, for some of you, probably very scary times. So we need to pray for each other as well and realize this, that God is not going to, uh, bring about the end of your life due to COVID because you did or didn't do something. He's got a plan and a purpose and a reason for everything that happens in our lives. And he knows the day of our death. So we need to entrust ourselves to him completely and, uh, and not worry, not fear, but understand that God is in control. So until next time, uh, hope you have a good week and bye for now.